day 353, adding to this life. I have spent the better part of this year talking about how we add to the plan God instituted when it comes to who we are. It is easy to think that it is Jesus plus success. We look to Jesus plus holiness when it comes to walking out this life with God. We seek after Jesus plus purpose to find meaning in this world. We yearn for Jesus plus our comfortable life as proof that God loves us in life-changing ways. Anything we add to the fact that Jesus did it all for us becomes stumbling blocks when it comes to walking out our victor status. This is the case with our identity as God's child. It is just as true when it comes to our ability to relate to this God that made us. When it comes to who we are and who this God is in our lives, it is a Jesus plus nothing strategy that makes Victor living something we can experience no matter what our lives look like. I have a friend who has suffered a moral failure. His entire world is crumbling around him because of the sinful things he has been doing that have come to light. Right now, this friend is battling the natural thoughts that it is Jesus plus getting his life back into order. In other words, this friend is being told that until he gets this mess cleaned up, he isn't worthy of much in the Christian world. That's a lie from Satan that I don't think the Christian church is too good at recognizing. Many of his Christian friends have abandoned this fallen man. Some are even advocating that others leave him high and dry as well. I totally get their anger and frustration at the craziness of this situation. I'm angry too. What I don't think they can see is that they are living a Jesus plus something kind of life that just isn't part of what I see the good news of Jesus is to be all about. I think this is why Christians have been accused of shooting our own wounded at times. You see, this man who has fallen is wounded. It is my guess that he has been so for quite a while. He has been living a Jesus plus something kind of life by allowing sinful coping mechanisms to help him deal with the feelings that something is missing in his life. That emptiness in this friend's life that led to sinful coping mechanisms are in us all. It is when we turn to things of this world to help deal with the pain of feeling that emptiness in our lives that we let victim thinking take over in victimizing ways. It is much easier for us to just pretend that everything is okay. I have to look as holy as my other friends in the church seem to be. I can't share how unholy I feel at times because that might make the fragile identity I've worked so hard to build and maintain collapse in ways I just can't stand. I pretend it is Jesus plus nothing, but let my coping mechanisms be the plus that dulls the pain of loneliness and shame that are too deep to share. If I were to share them, there's a good chance I'd be shot. Not literally, but figuratively. I'd be rejected. I'd be labeled. I'd be sidelined. I'd be judged and sentenced in ways the church has been way too quick to do to too many of its own. You see, even in the aftermath of this friend's sin being uncovered, God still sees him as blameless and without fault. I know how shocking this sounds, but it is true. Jesus died for all our sins. This includes the sin of a friend that betrays us in the right here and the right now. That's why I can say with confidence that for my friend who is disgraced by sin, it is Jesus plus nothing. It isn't Jesus plus repentance. It isn't Jesus plus restoration. It isn't Jesus plus reconciliation. It is simply Jesus that makes it possible for this man to walk as the victor I know him to be in spite of the consequences of the failures he has lived out in his life. This doesn't condone what he has done to bring such disgrace on him and his family. What he has done is so completely wrong. This friend will face serious and potentially irreparable consequences due to his actions. 
But for us to treat him with such disdain is a sin in of itself. It is telling this friend and the world that it is Jesus plus a perfect life that is required to be the victor God calls us to be. I'm sorry, that just isn't something that the Bible supports. Praise God it isn't because we all would be doomed to victim thinking if it was. There is nothing wrong with being angry at my friend as a result of his actions. There isn't anything incorrect with being frustrated to the point of needing to take a break from relating with this fallen man. Maybe that's what this man needs right now, time alone with God. But expecting something other than what God expects is adding to the powerful message of Jesus Christ in ways that I just can't be a part of. This begs the question, what does God expect? Take a look at today's Bible reading with me now, and let's see if we can see some of what God expects from us. Thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Sing him songs. Belt out hymns. Translate his wonders into music. Honor his holy name with hallelujahs. You who seek God, live a happy life. Keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. Remember the world of wonders he has made, his miracles, and the verdicts he's rendered. Psalm 105, 1-5, the message. I have to be honest with you. There are plenty of verses in the Bible that speak to obeying God's laws and keeping our lives that could be taken as what God expects of us. Of course God wants us to walk with him in purity and honesty. What we too often do is make those self-focused actions be what it takes to make relationship with him something we can attain to. That's a failed way of living that Jesus came to replace. Think of it this way. If your relationship with your spouse or your child was dependent on them doing everything you expect them to do perfectly and without question, do you think you'd be in relationship with those people right now? There is no way. Our spouse and our kids are just like us. They are prone to failure. They are prone to going in their own direction. This makes our works-based strategy so completely useless when it comes to the foundation for relating to one another in meaningful and long-term ways. Same goes with our God. Our reading today points to something that can be so hard to define. Love is the basis from which we are to be in relationship with this God and with others. We are to look for the works of love God performs in our lives. We are to share those works of love with one another. Why? So that we all will be better able to let doing take a back seat to being when it comes to who we are. Love is to be the foundation of a Jesus plus nothing kind of life that makes us victors at every turn. My friend who has fallen did so because he failed to see God's love in his life. That makes him no different than you and than me. We are lousy at seeing the love God has for us. That's why we add so much to the Jesus plus nothing equation. When we are in that place where we doubt the love God has for us, we can be driven to do some pretty victimizing things as a result of our victim-thinking-fueled ways. Those friends of this fallen man who are rejecting him are failing to see God's love just as completely as my fallen friend. The sad reality is that they are leaving as wide awake of victims in their failure as the sinful man has wound up leaving in his life. When we add to Jesus anything in this world, the results aren't something God is all that pleased for us to be a part of in this life. It's Jesus plus nothing. That's it. That's all we have when it comes to who we are. That's all we have when it comes to who this God is in our lives. The troubles we face can easily be traced back to adding something to the Jesus message. You are a victor because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. Stop adding to that amazing sacrifice and live in the power of who you are as God's child today.